Welcome back, everyone, to a very special episode of Neon Popsicle. It's been pretty good. Uh, I've just been also trying to get my girlfriend to watch anime with me. Uh, I don't know how easy it's been for the rest of the world, but um, if anyone has any tips, uh, feel free to hit me up. Today I am recording by myself for the very first time. I feel like it's a good time to let out some topics that I've carried with me throughout the show that have melded me into the uh, Neonite that I've become today. Uh, Thanks everyone again for listening. If you guys are listening to this one, um, share it with your friends, your family, your foes. I say it all the time. The sharing with the foes might actually be better than the family because then you're getting a whole different demographic of people who are sharing with if it's with foes. Um, the Neon Popsicle Sucks Foundation, uh, still running strong, uh, opened by Bill Gates a couple weeks ago. We've been exposing him quite a lot recently, so, uh, it only makes sense that he would create something to try to shut us down. Um, but, uh, it's time to rise, Neonites, and, uh, take Bill Gates out, uh, uh, metaphorically, figuratively speaking, um, once and for all. started this uh, podcast a uh, long time ago, a couple years ago. Not too long ago, I guess. A couple years ago, at the beginning of COVID, my dad gave me a microphone for my birthday. That same year, my brother Chris got me a neon popsicle light sign that I had hung up in my garage. And uh, I started recording the podcast. I asked if my brothers would like to start a podcast with me and um, just because I wasn't too experienced it was going to be pretty hard for me to talk to myself through the microphone but I I think I got the hang of it now Uh, back in the start I mentioned that I had a theory in which uh, a very important theory that I've kept on bringing up throughout the podcast that uh the aliens that we see visiting us now um may very well be just us as a, a more evolutionarily advanced species because i mean think about it evolutionary speak evolutionarily speaking it makes a lot of sense over time as Humans have evolved through Neanderthal to Homo sapien to Homo sapien sapien. I think that's what they call it. Uh, The human body and physique, the mass, has become smaller as the head itself has actually become a little bigger. It's assumed to accommodate for the larger brains that we have. Now, think a few years few thousand years into the future, 4,000 years, I can see humans' brains evolving. Now hear this. Either evolving to be larger, like the gray alien we know today, or maybe the, the giant heads that they have are entire neural interfaces. Uh, complete neural interface, the entire brain not just a chip but a dose a sort of dome helmet a data helmet a data dome placed over our flesh dome so to speak uh, connecting us completely with the ether and each other 
Um, also, the eyes on these aliens are larger. Uh, we perhaps evolve to not need or to to need to take in more light to see since light doesn't light isn't the same in space it's not as bright in space you you need to see in darker situations or places so your eyes need to be larger and the mouths being small on the gray aliens that's just our way of evolving not talking we don't need to speak to each other anymore so the mouth doesn't need to exist anyway Maybe it's our, uh, a tool, a human sleeve, so to speak, that we're sending back through time in order to observe humans of the present day, uh, either for protective purposes or for experimental knowledge to test the veracity or to test the truthfulness of what history we actually have today, um, And I'd always thought to myself, uh, if I were to be an alien with a spacecraft, uh, with time travel technology, it'd be right to ancient Egypt be. Uh, back in the day, I, I thought, oh, I'd just like to see the truth of what actually happened, what actually was civilization like back in the day. Because we can only see such such a... Uh, clues and glimpses into the past through like hieroglyphs and things carved onto walls um like the ancient pyramids no one to these day quite knows how they were made uh or why or what the, what service they what purpose they served um we were taught in school in the textbooks the ancient pyramids or tombs uh, for the once known powerful pharaohs of a ancient civilization, long time gone, uh, where gold was plentiful, the streets were paved with glossy stones of jewels and shard fragments. Uh, life was good in the ancient Egypt times. Uh, but, uh, red flag, I look on the internet today, the pharaohs, not one pharaoh was ever found within a tomb of one of the pyramids. Now, my theory, and I've, I'd go back a few episodes, I'm claiming this theory before anyone else claimed this theory. I'm just bringing it up now again. What if the pyramids weren't tombs at all? Not only have there not been any pharaohs found in them, I don't believe there have been bodies found within the pyramids. They were buried underneath. Uh, maybe the pyramid was just seen as a sacred object that was already created before they had even arrived a, uh, a monolith of a civilization ancient even for their time um, 
I found something like that that was able to that was had high importance that people I feel prayed around or praised this monolith that was here that even they had found mystery about it maybe they weren't the original constructors of the pyramids perhaps they were already made before they arrived so of course we're going to bury our, our dead around the sacred object um make everyone pray around this sacred object that uh but the question still remains why would the pyramid be so sacred and why would it be lined up perfectly with the the measurements of let me let me look this up really quick the measurements on this thing are like uh, the distance the Earth spins at the equator in two seconds. So, in, in two seconds, the circumference of the Earth is equal to the perimeter of the Great Pyramid of Giza. So, the circumference of the Earth is also equivalent to the perimeter of the Pyramid of Giza in two seconds. Since there are 86,400 seconds in a day, or two seconds is one. 43,000th of a day, multiplying the height of the pyramid by 43,200 equals the polar radius of the Earth. Multiplying the parameter of the Great Pyramid by 43,000 equals the equatorial circumference. So the height, the, the measurement around, all these things are measured perfectly to the Earth's to to a point zero 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 amount, without any strings or pulleys in the past, without any weird tools or advanced tools, maybe some differently advanced tools. I'll get into that. The Great Pyramid is a one to forty three thousand two hundred scale model of the northern hemisphere of Earth, and represents that ratio of time in a day. There is also something else like the Great Pyramids with the Great Pyramid and the speed of light. So it says the speed of light 299,792,458 miles per second. Coordinates line up with the Great Pyramid of Giza's northern latitude. How's that? The fact that all these measurements are so perfect and so harmonious uh, with the Earth leads me to believe that perhaps they were another form of... They were able to ring true and resonate with the Earth's voice and sing a certain kind of energy flow that uh, I don't know I feel I could have generated the power the energy and electricity that Egypt needed to thrive like it did back in the day uh, free energy for everyone energy conductors running off of pure geometric 
perfection and resonance, only needing one ingredient that we still haven't figured out to this day. Or maybe the government has, and they're just not telling us. And there are pyramids all around the world, baby. It ain't just Egypt. People are finding them in like the North Pole, South Poles. I wonder if each of those ones, I wonder if the great pyramids of those poles are also perfectly measured up with the circumference of the Earth or whatever hemisphere it lands on. Um, I think there's something behind that. And I think if we just find the right material, <clears throat> gold, uh, we can power up with this neutron energizing reactor, the Great Pyramids, that uh, free energy for everyone. And Edison and all the energy companies go under, but um, they're in cahoots with the government, so they don't find that out. Egypt and the Great Pyramids being energy reactors is a uh, something I, I I'm holding on to. Uh, activate hashtag activate Egypt, activate the pyramids. That's what I say. With all that being said. I'm here to test the veracity of the past. See if the pyramids were tombs or energy reactors of sorts. Uh, I'm looking at my Roku load screen right now. The space load screen. It shows a, a spacecraft pyramid coming on top of uh, an Earth pyramid. Um, very interesting stuff. Uh, the pyramid. I've seen pyramid-shaped spacecraft videos. Uh it's the geometric power, I think. It's a different path of technology evolution. You see, us as humans now, after the last comet impact that wiped everyone out, or whatever wiped us out, when human civilization started over, we started with tools like sticks and stones. Uh, evolution of our brains made us advance more and more uh, using the sticks and stones we were able to make hammers out of iron and screwdrivers for things that you know hammers couldn't do because you can't screw with a hammer uh, as, as time goes on after the hammer was invented shortly after that um, Harrison Ford invented the automobile that's where the name Ford comes from um, Harrison Ford invented the automobile. I think it was a little bit before he actually starred in Star Wars. Uh, we we started with the, the engine that the automobiles run off of is is uh, like propulsion, jet propulsion, uh, combustion fuel. You know things exploding to make motors run. That's basically all of our technology is running on. Uh, combustion engines or electronic energy. That's the way that we've evolved in this lifetime. But the human civilizations that reached have lived even longer than we have. They've, I think there have been other human civilizations that have lived 7,000 years before cataclysmic events have happened and who can only imagine what kind of technology they came up with? Uh, maybe the way they came up with things was through geometric resonance and perfect geometric measurements uh, 
singing true with the resonance of whatever molecule or particle that they put into this thing as fuel uh, that is able to just resonate and sing and power up molecule at for free energy. I don't know. It doesn't seem out of out of mind. It doesn't seem too far fetched. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, you know we got a, a few characters that I've created that uh, they're really special to me. That really, uh, I want to give them their own life, blood in the Neon Popsicle universe. Um, the last spaceman, who's our mascot, the main man himself, the hero of our story. Um, the, there's the Astro Monk, which is another powerful hero in our story, a powerful character. Um, more coming about them in future episodes or future installments or of whatever the Neon Popsicle brand becomes. Um, I want to create more characters, more stories, just in a wide, beautiful, neon, bright, magical space. Uh, no more black and white entering warp speed equals uh, black and white stripes across the screen. So boring i don't want to see any more of that i've seen enough star wars where i'm gonna go to this planet and it's gonna be covered in ice it's gonna be all white or i'm gonna go to this planet here it's gonna be a a giant jungle it's gonna be all green or i'm gonna go here it's gonna be a desert and i'm gonna go to this other planet too and it's also a desert boring desert with black and white skies forget about it uh a beautiful neon magical space that's full of infinite possibilities uh this in this universe or story uh the theory of infinity is very powerful uh, has a very strong presence uh whenever you think about anything the theory of infinity will be backing it really strongly um let me explain that theory a little bit more. The theory is that the universe that we live in now in itself is not just a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It's not a one... Well, it is a once-in-a-lifetime thing, but it's not a once-in-a-universal-lifetime thing. Uh, there is no universal lifetime. It resets or is infinite in itself. There are infinite possibilities that the universe could be, therefore, infinite timelines and parallel universes that are created with each decision that every human makes or the theory is that the universe is a a sort of torus shape where it explodes from a small point in the middle it squeezes through a small pinhole in the space-time fabric i.e. the big bang or the big release we'll call it as fast as it can with the high pressure because the pinhole is so small all the mass is being exploded out from it uh i mean it's a pretty long theory i'll just cut to the chase it expands we squeeze through the pinhole at light speed which is the big bang we expand across the universe it has the universe experiences the quote-unquote heat death is once and when we're it's completely equal there's no movement and complete entropy 
nothing heated in space at all. Everything is still cool and empty. Then it starts something, a, a sort of force, the pinhole force, the torus force, we'll call it, starts sucking the universe right back up, right back into the pinhole. The great collapse collapses upon itself again and starts through the pinhole again once more. A separate Big Bang. Starting an entirely new universe. Uh, an infinite number of times allows for the infinite number of atom arrangements to be happening. For literally any possibility. It, if you If there are no uh, Jedi Velociraptors within this universe. Perhaps in the next universe, there would be Jedi Velociraptors with lightsabers. An infinite number of reincarnation implies infinite possibilities. So basically anything and everything is possible. And anything and everything is happening all the time. So any story that comes our way... Uh, as long as it fits within the neon theme or topic subject, uh, follows the neon Bible, so to speak, uh, it can be held within the brand. I could really go on all day about it, but I'll save the fancy talk for another episode. I, this is just a quick one to kind of get my ideas out there, uh, show what I have coming up, show what uh, kind of wacky ideas I have about uh, the universe that I have a strange feeling are gonna come to light to be true soon and uh i'm one of the guys that loves to say i told you so there's a, a fun theory in science or mathematics i'm not sure which one it is Com- computer science or something where um the theory it's called the theory of p equals np and it's a not been solved by anyone it's something that is still baffles the brains and minds of even the smartest people today uh so the theory goes that p the p group represents the subject of tasks that are able to be completed easily say two plus two uh, equals p uh two plus two is four i can ask you that and you know it immediately four plus four eight uh, if you have basic math skills, you know that immediately. It's, it's a P solution. No time is even really needed to understand the answer. <clears throat> a Sudoku puzzle, on the other hand, uh, it's challenging to the human mind, and it takes some computation skills of the brain to figure out which numbers fill in the puzzle to make it a complete puzzle to where you win the game. Um, that would be an NP problem. Back in the day, before computers existed, it was NP. Uh, you had to sit there, look at the paper, really calculate through your mind how to complete the puzzle. Nowadays, through computing, if you posted, copy-paste, an entire Sudoku puzzle, no matter how many squares or tiles it fills you can post it on a sudoku solving ai website it'll solve sudoku puzzle immediately just like that in that aspect np just became p 
something that took a lot of time and com- computational power became something that could be solved immediately through a tool like the internet. Uh, the question there stands with the P equals NP problem, is everything such as solvable as a Sudoku puzzle? Could every single problem on earth be solved? Like an immediate AI Sudoku puzzle. Uh, And I'm hopeful for P equaling MP. I think in some weird technological way, all the NP problems through either chipping or meta living or virtual life may become P. Uh, so, so such a a problem with such a simple solution that requires no thinking or computing at all. Uh, that's my hopeful dream for the future, a neon future where everything is possible in a blink of an eye. I also had a theory, the big tear, maybe the big bang, wasn't exactly an explosion out of nowhere, but maybe it came from the entire mass of the energy, the entire mass of the universe being so condensed in one point that it ripped through the entire fabric of space and therefore seeming to come from nothing if you're looking from the underside and it would look like expansion until the dark energy dark mass dark matter which is forming on the other side of the tear which is more massive than what we have is able to suck it back up and we keep going through a universal, eternal pulse shift between one and the other side of the fabric of space-time. And I like to think that all the aliens that you see, anyone in your, who's looking up the night sky saying, Whoa, who's that? What is that alien? What's that UFO up there? Who's in there? Who's driving that? I chill out, guys. I calm down. It's probably just me from the future coming back to see what's up coming back to see if any of the the past that's been scrubbed or wiped from our ai chipped brains even really happened ah yes the chip the chip the chip i keep bringing it up i always bring it up throughout this whole podcast i feel like i'm a broken record bringing it up the chip uh such an it's just the the hottest craze in technology now i don't know if the news is just not talking about it because they don't want you to know how impactful it'll be before it sneaks up on you but this thing's going to be uh basically the next step in human evolution it'll give the ability to transmit data between one person to another without seeing them without being close to them without speaking to them you can translate entire ideas It'll really separate the haves from the have-nots, anyone with it. I mean, who's going to want to hire anyone at a job with someone without it? I think it might be like a, a discriminatory thing. I think you might have to have like at least half of your staff unchipped. Otherwise, if we're going to have uprisings with the, the chipped versus the unchipped, the augmented versus the unaugmented, deus ex machina. I played that game, loved that game, talked about that game back in the top 10 games of my life, I think. Uh, 
Um, I think that game's onto something. It's the 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 uh, the body augmented versus the body non the non augmented the bionics versus the regular non bionic organisms the regular humans. Uh, it's a logo that we keep on the show coming back a lot. Hashtag stay human. I think it's a very important one to hold on to. Um, it'll just be a completely different civilization, I think. I think we'll have to keep ourselves separate. There'll be a lot of segregation between those and us. But then what would keep them, the ones with the implants from teaming up to take over the ones without and start controlling us? Perhaps maybe they already are. Maybe the elites that are already in charge have the implant and are transmitting ideas immediately in order to stay on top and keep the... It's something to think about. Anyway, I'm trying to keep this episode a little shorter. Uh, There's a lot of topics and things I need to get off my mind, and I hope I can use these solo episodes to do that. Um, there's a huge list here. I'm just going to take way too long after I go down it. These are going to be a little shorter. Um, and uh, hopefully pretty soon we're going to be able to get together and release that full-length episode for you guys. Uh, the collab episode. Uh, those ones are always my favorite. The, the most fun to do. Anyway, thanks for listening again today, guys. It'll be a blast. It is a blast. And it has always been a blast. I'll see you next time.